Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome hello. to another edition of the Mr. Warren Hayes Show. I am Mr. Warren Hayes, and boy, oh boy, boy, oh boy, this is the NXT TakeOver War Games prediction show, Woo! and <laughs> and we have enthusiasm abounds here this evening in Warren Hayes universe, because not only am I joined by my occasional cohort, Lil Hayes right here. Hello, everybody. But we are also joined by C. Danny Mac from the Undisputed Future Podcast. Danny. Hello, guys. How How's you it doing? going? Warren Hayes community. Thank you for welcoming me to your YouTube screens again. What is up, Lil Hayes? Very nice to meet you. And thank you to this future generation of YouTube and pro wrestling voice, I am sure, for joining us in the next generation and sequel to last year's awesome pay-per-view, NXT TakeOver War Games. And now we got number two with four huge matches. Warren, we had so much fun talking TakeOver last time. I am so looking forward to this. Thank you so much for having me. No, it's a pleasure to have you back, Danny. We did have a good time last year. Uh, actually, you know, the, the there's, a, uh, there's actually a theme here. The reason why... Uh, Little Hayes is with us uh, tonight is because War Games was her very first pay-per-view wrestling pay-per-view experience. That is true. It was the first time that she was exposed not only to NXT but to wrestling in general and War Games left an impression on you, didn't it? Yeah, I actually really liked War Games. Yeah, War Games was fantastic. See, Danny Mac, that wasn't your first pay-per-view. You're you're an old hand at this stuff. You do a podcast Entirely dedicated to NXT. Why don't you tell us about it? That I am. I am the longest running and solely independently produced NXT podcast available. Uh, shout out to everybody else doing NXT coverage, of course. But I've been going since NXT TakeOver Orlando. I've been fortunate enough to cover some incredible matches in the process. And last year's War Games show was very special to me. I got to have one of my childhood best friends, Dave, with me. And I also got to do that particular reaction show from Threshold Studios out in New York City, just outside of Times Square. So very huge opportunities. I've had a lot of fun since that WrestleMania weekend from Orlando, and I decided to just pick up the mic and decide, hey, I'm tired of all the negativity in podcasts. Let's talk a product that all it does is deliver good news, and that is an XT and I could not be proud or happier to be here and uh, if anybody out there does know my roots the match between the Revival and DIY at NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 2 I wore that shirt last time I was here on the Warren Hayes show so quick plug for that last project we did together again so after that match I just sat there in the Barclays Center absolutely speechless and I need I just needed more people to talk about it too I turned to my best friend Nick who uh, I was fortunate enough to do the early on part of the show with and we just decided to start launching this product. Our schedules have changed since then. I decided to keep my own personal brand going. But shout out to you, Nick, if you're out there watching. I couldn't really get this project started without you and your support. And Warren, it brings me here today with another incredible co-host. I am not one for collaboration projects. For anybody of my listeners out there, you know I'm primarily a solo show since that previously mentioned schedule change so it's always fun to collaborate especially with a man of a particular talents and personality like yourselves i can only imagine you're doing a good job raising that into little haze and all the wrestling enthusiasm is just gonna it, it's gonna go through the roof here tonight and uh 
I can't wait to start talking some NXT. Yeah, no doubt. Absolutely. And the cool thing is, and, and, and that's what's fantastic about what you do, Danny, is that you're you're super passionate about it. And I mean, you know, we're, we're all fan casts here. You know, I, you know we're, we've never worked in the business, you and I. You know, we're, we're schmucks with opinions, essentially, right. you know. So you know, it, it has to be, uh, we have to talk about things that, 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 that make us feel good, that get us, uh, that get us pumping, right? And I mean, NXT has that capacity of doing so. Anyway, I'm really glad you're here. I'm also really glad you're here because uh, live as well, because last time you came, I wasn't doing the live streaming stuff yet. And now that's what we're doing. We're live currently on YouTube. We got a bunch of people in chat right now oh danny we've got jpq and jason who are regulars amizzy 20 how you doing speeds in the benchmark show is that chris chris actually shouting out to little haze here hey thank you and thank, thank you amizzy as well guys thank you very much for being here live you know the drill though if we want more people in the chat you got to tweet the link out link out you got to send it out there on the facebook you got to get more people in here a thumbs up you know YouTube likes the thumbs up. Go right ahead and give us a thumbs up. Get us out there so that more and more people will join us. We're here. We're going to do this for about an hour, even though there's only four matches, Danny. Four matches, but lots to talk about. And if you're out there tweeting that link, use the hashtag TeamNXT to reach my particular audience. And if you want to, tag at podcast underscore UF, and uh, I'll be sure to retweet it as soon as I possibly can. And uh, four matches, four huge implications miles and miles worth of story uh it's it's a short card but it is not without substance no that is for sure why don't we why don't we go right ahead then why don't we go right ahead into a uh, a particularly interesting story and a particularly intriguing match on this card this is what happens when you take lemons and you turn it into lemonade. Of course, I'm talking about the Aleister Black attack that we know now was instigated by one Johnny Gargano, Johnny Wrestling, and I've gone out of my way to drive this point home on my show, Mr. Warren Hayes, that while these allegations and while the investigation was going on, Johnny Gargano was questioned, and he never formally denied a thing. He never said no. The word no never left his mouth. All we really got as a defining moment in that inter in that uh, in that interrogation was look into my eyes. And little did we know, the eyes of Johnny Gargano were starting to form with some sort of curse or symbiote or something that took over his body and makes him want to pull up his hoodies. Uh, I, I don't know what it is. We're seeing a new, darker side of Johnny Gargano. These past couple weeks, I'm getting so amped up about it. My equipment's You're falling all Everything's crazy. coming apart, Danny. Everything's coming apart. Everything's coming it's, apart it's, just like Johnny Gargano at the seams. So, Warren, why don't you take it away and uh, you give sure. me some of your insight here. Well, Who do you like in this one? Well, uh, listen, I mean, like you said, lemons out of lemonade, the worst possible situation, right? You have your main event. You're setting up for a triple threat. Uh, at uh, in Brooklyn, What's it? it was Brooklyn, I was supposed right? to see it. You're... I was supposed to see that match I know. live. I'm I was sorry. looking forward to the extreme good, extreme chaotic neutral, and chaotic evil. <laughs> and uh, timing, timing is everything. My father gave me a great piece of advice: timing in life is everything, oh, and it is what it is. See, listen, listen to what the man said: timing in I life am. is everything. I am. Don't worry about it. <laughs> okay. So the so but so. The, the timing there 
in this case, was particularly sucky for Alistair Black to be taken out with an injury. But my goodness, I mean, this is the perfect way to create an angle where not only you 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 keep your your current stars active, you create a a uh, a, a real buzz around your product, but on top of that, you're keeping Alistair fresh in everyone's heads despite the fact that he's not going to be there for weeks you still remember you still he's still at the forefront he's still in a really important angle <laughs> and he's he's uh he's still part of the discussion instead of just being just disappearing for a few weeks so that i thought was a brilliant way to keep him involved now i'm gonna be honest with you and i've said this on my own show num numerous times i was on the Speeds and the Benchmark show just last evening, and I said the exact same thing talking about war games. The question that I have about Johnny is not as much why Johnny, why, but how, Johnny? How <laughs> did you take out Alistair Black, knock him out, and then put him into hospital for weeks? How did he do it? Did he have... Did he have a, a, a sledgehammer? Did he pistol whip him? Uh, <laughs> this is why, and those who follow me on Twitter know, I had a very elaborate conspiracy, not theory, that's the word I'm looking for, not conspiracy, but a very elaborate theory that it was Cassius Ono who took out Alistair Black because it makes sense. He's the knockout artist. And in the weeks before I was convinced, you know this, Danny, you follow me on Twitter, I, I, I was convinced that he was going right? heel. I know what you're talking about. He, I know I where you're going. I was sure he was going heel. And you, I'll even go as far as to say that Johnny Gargano didn't act alone. I'm not ready to discount Cassius Ono from this situation because we haven't understood how he pulled it off. I mean, Aleister Black is a trained martial artist. And from one trained martial artist perspective on this, I have to agree with you on how... Johnny Howe. I don't think it was with bare hands. I don't know how... I like that pistol whip suggestion, actually. <laughs> I think a pistol whip or, like, uh, the old-school cop tool as a blackjack. Oh, yeah. Some sort, some sort of slap on the side Something of the neck. really vintage, you know? Out of a Maybe Tom and Jerry cartoon. Blow. He dropped an anvil on his head. I don't know. Maybe maybe the Wild E. Coyote paid a visit to Cleveland and Johnny Gargano was able to get his hands on some very reliable Acme material for once. Who knows how, but uh, like you said, the majority of the question here is why Johnny Why? And he wants to face this Tommaso Ciampa obsession one-on-one -on -one all the time. And while that is his biggest demon, he woke up the devil of NXT. That's he woke true. up a very scary and dangerous man in Aleister Black, and now he doesn't just have a title to obsess with, but he needs to watch for one of the most dangerous strikers since The Undertaker to enter all of WWE, and I say that with a firm stamp of opinion. That's And, and you, you, you raise an excellent point here. Um, you know, we haven't talked much since Brooklyn. Uh, well, I mean, we've we've talked but i mean we haven't discussed this yeah, no, in depth you know inspired like like we are right yeah, now exactly um one of the problems that i had recently with the way nxt was using alistair black was giving him the microphone and letting him cut promos this is where i we discovered when i say we i mean i we <laughs> discovered 
that Alistair Black had Alistair Black has a definite weakness when it comes to delivering dramatic promos. And it's not as much that his he expresses himself very clearly. He puts inflections where they're supposed to. He delivers his lines fine. But up until he became NXT champion, he barely ever spoke. The entire basis of his feud with Velveteen Dream was to have him say a word or two words. Say my name. And two words, three words if you want to throw the Velveteen Dream in there. But, uh, okay, well, <laughs> but the idea, at this point. It's a great point. The idea was that is that Aleister Black had this mystique. He was mysterious, threatening. He was a, a looming shadow of greatness. But the minute he started cutting his promos, they were so average and his voice just didn't match the guy it eroded away at some of his i would keep using the word mystique but that's what it is now i felt that took him off they took him off tv he comes back he has that amazing interaction with nikki cross you know the stop approach thing where he's he's the master in control he's getting it back danny i I, honestly, I do not want Aleister Black to cut another promo ever again. And I think this is, but that's a whole other story. But this is what, this is, an, like you said, this is an important part of the story. We're getting, we're getting the demon. We're getting the demon of NXT back. Uh, the devil, because the demon is, well, he's on main roster now. Uh, but we're getting the devil of NXT back, and that's really, really important. Aleister Black being this looming, ominous presence as a he's a silent killer up until, like you said, that NXT championship. And that's really just how the branding and marketing side of things is. You got to have your champion able to connect vocally with your, with your audience, but you're absolutely right. His body charisma and his actions speak so much louder and so much better than him holding a microphone probably ever could. Absolutely. And 100%. And there's so much going behind the body language and especially the facial expressions. And we think about how much involvement we got from all sorts of different characters through this investigation. We got Nikki Cross being this huge catalyst. What does Nikki know? We would ask ourselves for weeks at a time. And then we have the most obvious suspect not being the most obvious suspect in a yellow T-shirt wearing Laura Sullivan starting beef with EC3. We got a nice little singles feud out of that for a little bit. That was cool. We got Cassius Ono, like you mentioned before, asserting himself as that heel presence and wanting to deal with why aren't I a threat? Son of a why bitch. don't you think I'm capable of more dangerous things, William Regal? It's it's not benefited. It benefited in that Cassius Ono shadow right now, especially when uh, he wants to play with NXT's new toy. And fortunately, we will finally see that uh, Rose. Yes, exactly. The uh, but but you're right. A lot of people did benefit from it. What do you what do you feel about uh, how do you feel about uh, Johnny Gargano going heel though? Johnny Gargano going heel. Uh, it's it's quite the change. I don't think it's as necessary as a lot of what I've seen being read. But I also believe that Johnny does need that edge. He needs that unpredictable side. You can't always see a guy so determined smiling all the time 
because I'm, I've, I've been out there in physical combat competition. You can't keep your head up all the time. You're going to get kicked in the head. It's going to hurt. It's going to suck. Sometimes you're going to snap, and sometimes you're going to want to throw a damn harder punch than you probably should. But unfortunately, Johnny Gargano's harder-than-necessary punch landed on the wrong man in Aleister Black. There you go. What do you so think? I think? I think Johnny needed an edge, but uh, let's let's definitely see where this is going. I like that it's an anti-hero, and this yeah. whole dark side of Johnny really reminded me of a Heath Ledger Joker. I might be dating myself with this reference. Warren, I'm sure you've seen The Dark Knight. You definitely uh, got to show Little Haze if she hasn't seen that movie yet. What's a but Batman? It's probably my favorite superhero Batman movie of all time. And just the delivery of this sudden psychosis of Johnny Gargano really re reminded me of some of the most dramatic and entertaining lines in that movie and how he's really he's really nailing this character when a lot of people didn't expect him to. That's and that's true. exactly how I felt going into watching that movie. That's but true. let's definitely get Will Hayes' thoughts. I'm uh, I'm sucking wind out here. No, that, that's fine. And, I, and and you're right. I really like the, uh, the anti-hero thing. I think that it's interesting that in his head, he's still the hero, you know, and I still have promises to you, NXT Universe. I'm going to fulfill them. But uh, just as a quick uh, sidebar here, um, um, again, last night ch uh, chatting with the, uh, uh, the guys at the Speeds and the Benchmark show, it's crazy when you think right now in WWE, like just three months ago, your three biggest white meat baby faces, uh, Becky Lynch, Daniel Bryan, and Johnny Gargano are all heels. Like three That's months ago. Three. It's crazy. That's a huge three. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, do you th what do you think of Johnny Gargano going heel? Will Hayes, make sure you speak into the microphone. Wait, okay, sorry. I, I wasn't close enough to the mic close enough now. Yeah, I'm speechless now. Say something smart. Make your make your dad proud. Whoa. Do you think it's a good idea? Do you think do you think it's a good idea that they turn Johnny Gargano into a bad guy? I don't know. You don't know. In her defense, though, that's how a lot of people are feeling. I, I watched that go down. I have such conflicted feelings about it. And going into this match, these are two of my personal NXT favorites. So if that's how you're feeling right now, Lil Hayes, that's something I could totally relate to. And I'm sure a lot of viewers also can. So that's actually pretty much how I'm feeling. So, so there you go. That encapsulates it all. What do you think, but, Danny? Who you got during for this match? Those, those are your, your own smart words. Don't, don't. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you got? Who do you got winning here, Danny? Who do I got winning here? Ugh. I know. I know the audience is gonna win. I know there's gonna be a lot of broken hearts and uh, harsh decisions out here. But Johnny Gargano made a very costly decision. I know Johnny Gargano's record at Takeover is not great, and I, I, I sadly feel like it's just gonna continue. You messed with the wrong bull, and you're going to get the horns in the form of a black mass across your jaw. And uh, accuracy is everything, and I cannot personally wait to probably see that kick wake up the side of Johnny Gargano that we're used to, or it's going to drive him over the edge. Right. So despite how this match turns out, we are seeing a lot more out of the evolution of this Johnny Gargano. No pun intended. I've got I've got Alistair Black going over as well. I think it's important that he gets a win for his comeback. I think he's on the championship trail after this. So I think it's important that he gets over strong quickly here. Not that he needs to be all that over, but I think it he does he needs the win more than Gargano does. 
Uh, I kind of like the idea of Johnny going deeper into his psychosis. What do you think? Who do you have winning this match? Alistair Black or uh, Johnny Gargano? First of all, that French accent wasn't that good. Okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> Second, well, <clears throat> I'm. I honestly think there's gonna be. And like an interruption during the match. Oh, someone's going to interfere? I I don't know who, but I I have a feeling that someone's going to try to interfere. And that is going to leave an opening maybe for Alistair Black. I don't. Okay. Who do you think might interfere then? Hmm. Do you have any any culprits? Like maybe a Maybe a Tommaso Ciampa? Yeah, maybe. 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 All right. But you have Alistair winning, maybe through some 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 nefarious means. Right. Okay. okay nefarious I'm... means. Love that nefarious phrase. Nefarious means. If we head on over to chat here, Danny, we have um, Jason Campbell, who thinks that Johnny is covering up for Candice. How about that? Um, we have some people asking Lil Hayes who she thinks is going to win a couple of matches. We'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, you showed the legendary JF says heel is temporary. Ripple in the story to get to get him the title from Champa at the Mania Takeover. That'd be interesting. You might see that happen. So, uh, so yeah, there you go. Might be fortunate enough to see that live. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. You will, because it's in your neck of the woods. Let's move on to our next match of the Let's evening. It. It's one I'm really looking forward to. I'm really excited. Shayna Baszler defending her NXT Women's Championship against the Princess of the Pirates, Kyrie Sane. I got to say, Danny. Two out of three falls, Warren. Two out of three falls. Two out of three falls because these women have not faced each other enough times already and i'm it glad that they continue. but this is fantastic they up the stakes right so this Certainly. is really good you got two out of three falls in a big in, in a big time match i have always been a really big proponent of Shayna baszler and i found that in the last eight to ten months she has become something special she was always good and she was always destined to be Really, really good, but she's she's become something that transcends what I expected. She is phenomenal. Then you got, of course, Kyrie Sane, who's who's a magician in the ring. I'm glad these two are going at it, but you know what I'm most excited about, Danny? I'm most excited about Triple H this week on the conference call, the 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 takeover media call that he does every uh, every Wednesday before a takeover. My boy Sean Ross Sap talked to him. He asked him the question, "Why are you putting?" But Sean Ross Sapp over at Fifo, by the way, Fifo.com. You should go check that site out. Fifo.com on that one, yeah. Why sure. are you doing, why are you putting on five matches instead of four? Trip says two reasons. First reason is we have a War Games match and that requires time. Second reason is that we have Shane and Kyrie doing a two out of three falls match. That requires time. I'm like, this is the best news because that's what I was most worried about. You know, okay. WWE are pretty oh. good at, you know, we can't have, we can't always have 75-minute matches like uh, two out of three false matches like Omega and Okada had, for sure. But WWE has this thing of 
you know, sometimes cramming these, you know, their falls into 12 minute uh, matches and you're like, eh, kind of takes the kind of takes the spectacular takes away some of the sheen. Now here we have um, we have two women who are going to have the time to create a fantastic match and tell a great story. I am super. I was already excited about this match. Now it's on another level. I don't know what you think, Danny. I mean, a whole nother world as far as stipulations go. We haven't seen a two out of three falls match in the women's division of NXT. We've had some, le- we've had Iron Woman matches. We've had last woman standing matches, but we haven't had two out of three falls. And these rivals, these are two women with a very extensive history. It goes all the way back to that first May Young Classic, the NXT te- televised match where Shayna was able to pull one over, Kyrie Sane winning the title. Evolution, which it was a match I was fortunate enough to see and unfortunate enough to see because if anybody out there knows how I feel about Shayna Baszler, it's punch the bully in the face. And that goes out to not just Little Hayes, but all the kids out there on the YouTubes. Punch the bully in the face. They need to learn their lesson. But I want to talk about how much credit you're giving Shayna because I'm giving her the same thing. I sit here as a fan and, uh, I, of course, I'm, I'm totally jesting when I'm throwing everything out here. But <laughs> Shayna has improved leaps and bounds, especially from what I anticipated. The, the cross from mixed martial arts into sports entertainment and becoming this larger-than-life person, it can't be easy. Because if there's anything that I know traditional martial arts teaches you, it's how to be humble, how to be disciplined, and how to be focused. But that discipline and focus can come with a career change. I'm living through it right now. But it can also go from combat sport to combat sport. And Shayna Baszler is becoming this captivating character. She's becoming a person you want to see really get hers, picking on little people like Dakota Kai and just kicking everybody while they're down, putting this intimidation factor in the locker room. It's just pretty much taking all of her mixed martial arts ambitions and she was told here personify everything you've wanted to do to somebody in the octagon and turn it into a personality. Right. And she's taken off. She's taken off with it. She's become larger than life in that more realistic fashion. Whereas you have the other side of the spectrum in this incredibly appealing, a character in Kyrie Sane. pirates are always big with me. Of course, I side on ninjas when it comes to a ninjas versus pirate debate, but I know how popular pirates are. I know how much the retribution from this can come. I know how big a calling a championship title her treasure is, mm-hmm. but do I see her getting it back? That's, that's really question. what it comes down to. That's it's what... really. That's... Do you have any thoughts on this, Little Hayes, regarding Kyrie Sane getting her title back after she lost it at Evolution? Let's not forget, Shayna had some underhanded tactics during that match, True. but what do you think? You would be pretty pleased, but do you think that she might be able to pull it off? Hmm. I think it would be hard for her. Yeah, how? But I think that with enough effort, she can pull it off. Okay, how can you how can you go against that kind of logic? With enough <laughs> effort, she can pull it off. Kyrie, if you're listening, it's so you. simple. Just put your back into it, lady. You'll do it. It's really that simple. But the but the the. You know, we we touched on it. Uh, just uh, just talked about it there. You know, I was really excited at Evolution when Jessamine Duke and Marina Shafir got involved because 
I had started becoming a proponent of Shayna Baszler and and her former and her well her MMA cohorts were but they're all wrestlers now, uh, becoming the undisputed heir of the women's division. That was something that I was really really excited about. So when they got involved in the match at Evolution, I was like, "It's coming true," you know, kind of thing. But we're kind of kind of like this, kind of like this at this point. Yeah, exactly. The Queen of Spades. There's three. There's three of them, and then the, then the other ones out here. <laughs> yeah, the, the other ones yeah. up on top. Yeah. Um, but uh, so so that's what I was looking. At. And honestly, now now they're official. Now they're not just performance center trainees. Now they're characters on NXT. They're officially part of the NXT. They're officially part of NXT canon now. I can't they're, help, they're but I can't help but wonder if they've, had, they've had success on the live circuit, and it's it's been a lot of fun to watch and keep up with, and really see another set of women make that oh, transition, sure. like like they have. But 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 I mean, even if they even on the even on the the live circuit, if it's not on TV, you know, this is WWE. If it's not on TV, it doesn't exist, right? right. Like like even Tony Nese was running uh, from 205 Live. He was running the, the the NXT house show circuit for most of the summer. But, you know, they never really acknowledge that he's part of NXT. He did his match with Johnny Gargano a few weeks ago, about a month ago now. Seems to be a one-off. And, and it's a one-off, right? But anyway, I'm really excited that, that, that these ladies are involved. I'm looking forward to this match so hard. And I believe, I think, I have some logic behind this. I think Kyrie Sane is going to get it back. And the reason I think she's going to get it back is because of what you do with the rest of the, of the division. I feel like the women's division right now, as, outside of Kyrie and Shayna, there are no immediately established championship-level talent. Bianca Belair is there. And she's become... Here's another woman who's become fantastic within the last year. She's absolutely been killing it. And her character has become yeah. amazing. Better say Lacey Evans. Well, I'm I have mixed I have mixed feelings about Lacey Evans. I have mixed feelings about her. I think her character is fantastic. I think her ring work is but uh the um as far as as uh Shana, not Shayna but um uh Bianca Belair goes, Bianca is she's fantastic. She's even been requesting a title match. Now, if Shayna Baszler's a heel and Bianca Belair is a heel, do you put those two in a match? We can't go back to the Kyrie well after this, to the Ky Kyrie Shayna well. It'll be a little too much. So we my could. thinking, if I'm booking this stuff, this is what I do. You take the belt off of Shayna, you put it back on Kyrie Sane, you have a program of Kyrie Sane versus Bianca Belair, which everyone will be into. And then what do you do with Shayna? No, 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 no. You don't send her up on main roster. Keep her around. So that she can finish off this beef that she started with Candice LeRae. And then you'll establish Candice LeRae as the superstar, the tough woman that we know she is. Instead of being just Johnny Gargano's wife, you put her in a real program with a badass like Shayna Baszler. Excuse me. But <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I'm not used to having you around. If you guys keep cursing, stuff's going to go down. 
if we keep cursing, stuff's going to go down. Anyway, what do you think, Danny? I, I, basically, I think I think uh, Kyrie's taking it. That's my first question. Is she accepting American change in the swear jar that I might have to drop some drop some currency into? Have a swear jar. We okay, don't. Then, then in that case, I'm going to let it fly. I'm going to damn myself for having this opinion. But I think it's going to be an incredible contest. It's, of course, going to go one fall a woman. It's going to come down to the itty-gritty. Mm-hmm. But, and we mentioned this phrase before, and I'm going to use it again because I love it so much. By hook, by crook, by nefarious means... I really think Shayna Baszler's reign is, is going to continue. This is the first time we've had a two-time NXT Women's Champion. That has to mean something. And having this reinforcement behind her in the form of Marina Shafir, now kind of sort of Marina Strong, shout out to those two happy kids on their recent wedding, and the lesser known, at least in my opinion, of the four horsewomen in uh, one Jessamine Duke. I feel like we're going to learn a lot about Jasmine Duke in all of this. We know kind of about Marina Shafir from the where from the Who is Roderick Strong segments mm-hmm. of the past, but this is going to be an eye-opening opportunity for these ladies. I really think that being Shayna's muscle is going to establish them like he kind of made that parallel before as the undisputed era of the women's championship division. And what did the undisputed era do for Adam for Adam Cole? They've done a whole lot to hold on to not just the North American Championship at the time, but those NXT tag team titles and securing those victories by any means. And I think that Shayna is going to reach out to her friends to secure that second win no matter what. I think it's going to be by hook, whether that be hooking in the Kirafuda clutch, by crook, sneaking up a crafty pinfall while Kyrie is distracted or pushed off the top rope or something to that effect, or it's it's just going to be all hell breaking loose and... uh, I think Shane is going to be able to capitalize on the chaos just a little bit more than Kyrie Sane is. Right. I really don't think Shane Baszler is going in their blinds. I do think there's a strategy in play with Shafir and Duke. I think Kyrie Sane is going up sooner rather than later. That's also why I have these opinions. But let me let me just capitalize on that point about Bianca Belair for a second. She sure. is looking like championship material. She is the EST, and she is on the fee. Ted and she is requesting a title match. It's not so absurd to think that she can compete with Shayna Baszler, though. Well, I'm because not saying that she can't compete with Shayna Baszler. I Me, mean, it's not. It's not that she's. It's not that question. It's, 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 it's if you're booking that stuff and what you want a good versus evil. But Bianca Belair is getting over as this confident superstar, and she's still getting cheered the way that a conventional babyface might. Bianca Belair has at least sixty percent of that full cell universe on. I'd say at least the weekly basis we've been seeing her. I hear a lot more EST chants than her opponents, and she's faced off with some really loved superstars, Dakota Kai, for uh, for example. Well, that's it, but she's also been defeating baby faces, clear-cut baby faces, uh, even where, in her match with Mia my, Yim. My, that's where my gray area in thinking is, whereas her gray area in the reaction but, segment. But segment. I understand. I understand. That can go either way, especially if we're talking about Bianca Belair becoming this contender and becoming this great superstar that we're obviously seeing. But I understand your point, and it does make the most sense for Shayna to go out. It's just I, I wonder what they're going to be doing with the booking afterwards. Lil Hayes, what do you think? Kyrie Sane winning the title, Shayna Baszler hanging on to it. What say ye? Because you were saying earlier, Kyrie, if she puts in the effort, she can do it, right? 
Right. So is she is she going to put in the effort? She should put in the effort. So if she puts in the effort, she'll win? Not necessarily. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> not necessarily. Hey, we are the women out there. Two, two. So two. you're not sure? I'm not sure. You're not sure who's going to win? I'm never sure. You're never sure. Well, it's not a guy, you know. Who's your gut feeling? Like if you were to pick one. Shayna. Shayna. All right. That's fair enough. Over in the chat, we're talking about the, the ladies here. Um, <laughs> JPQ called it the, <laughs> Gary Sane having an, the insane effort elbow. Uh, the Queen of Spades, uh, Amizzy20 says the Queen of Spades loses and gets called up. I don't think that's happening just yet, but they think I think she's way too, too needed in NXT right now. Um, Jason Campbell says, uh, yes, but age-wise, Shayna needs to be on main roster soon. Uh, yeah, she's going up there, but man, the rings are much more forgiving than they were just a few years ago. Let's not forget, you know, we've got guys on main roster right now who are in their 40s and they're at the prime of their career. AJ Styles is 41 right now. And I, I think so. He's in, he's in his he's in his young forties, and he still goes. He's the freaking champ who run the camp. You know the uh, there was a time when a wrestler would turn thirty five and he'd be sent out to pasture. Not anymore. Not anymore. The guys have much. Uh, the, the the wrestlers have much a much longer lifespan now. I look at Minoru Suzuki over in New Japan. We the, where he's called uh, he's called Murder Grandpa for a reason. Oh, JPQ says you got Io sitting there. Oh, now there's something. There's something I hadn't factored in. Io Shirai sitting there. That's that's very true. Another thing out for her friend. Finally, find yourself in the wings of an NXT Women's Title. Now here's but here's what's interesting. You know, then you get like Shayna and her crew. Maybe having some tag matches with, with uh, Shayna and, and Io. They've been pushing the fact that they're friends. Ah, oh, this is interesting. Good call, JPQ. Definitely right. a good, I want to go back to Mizzy20's point for a second there about Shayna going up. It would not be the first time for an NXT woman to lose her title, go straight up, and then we, we've seen some people come up sooner than at least the audience feels intended. I mean, who could have seen... Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville going up as a team straight, like, when they should. I thought Mandy had some NXT TV time left in her. Sonya Deville. Or, or just Sarah Logan a, or Liv Morgan. Sarah Logan going up, at, going up out of nowhere. Liv Morgan, very popular acts on the live circuit, uh, especially around here. She's a, she's a Jersey local. I've been to an Asbury Park show once or twice in my day. But, uh, yeah, it definitely would not be the first time we've seen NXT women go up before we expect them to. But it doesn't mean it's not the right decision to create an interesting story. We got absolution out of that. We got the Riot Squad, which we all know the talent I feel Ruby Riot is capable of that she really needs us to reach into. And, uh, yeah, lots of things could happen. Anything is possible in that particular experience. But, Warren, if we can move on, I want to talk about a particularly eye-opening experience of an NXT Championship matchup. Of and, of course, course I'm talking... D-R-E-A-M going against Tommaso Champ. Uh. The Champ. Ooh. 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 Oh, boy. Uh. It's so just, you ever just see something so many times and you still can't believe it's real? That's Tommaso Champa with that NXT title. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I'd, I'd say that about the Velveteen Dream, too. 
Every time I see him, I can't believe, you know, that that I can't believe that guy exists. He's uh, he he's he's an avatar. He's pure. He's he he's on another level of existence. Let's call him a character, because that's really <laughs> the only way to put him. That, the man is a character. <laughs> what do you think he's gonna have on his tights? Uh, why aren't I called up already, Vince? Can you fit that? <laughs> I, I, <laughs> you know what would be fantastic? You you've seen the picture that of Tommaso Ciampa back years ago when he was doing like uh when he was when he portrayed a, uh, I think it was a lawyer on Raw yeah, with played, Triple H. Some sort of some sort of formal some business sort of, a guy in a suit. figure. Yeah, he played a guy in a suit. <laughs> That'd be fantastic. If Dream airbrushed that on his trunks, it'd be the kind of thing that Velveteen Dream would do. Anyway, but we're getting it. It doesn't have any. It has no in, incident. I mean, on the, the, match. the psychological advantage Velveteen Dream wants to walk in a match having we've seen from his attire in the past. So something, maybe not that to the T, but something striking about Tommaso Ciampa's past being reflected on the attire of the Sartorial superstar is is definitely to be expected. For sure. Um, it's interesting. This match is interesting because it is, in my opinion, the match of the four that has the less, the least amount of gravitas attached to it. But I'm still very much excited to see it just on the strength of these two guys. You know what I mean, Danny? I do know what you mean. It's it's really that radical how over they are with the listen the velveteen's dreams name is being said on a regular basis he got exactly what he wanted out of his nxt rivalry of the year with alistair black the dream is over dream over is not just a clever segment for saying you're going to lose the match but it's exactly what the man is it's exactly what we perceive him as and he's a large he's a larger than life figure and it's it's really something to see Tommaso Ciampa is this larger than life evil that we can't wait to see get vanquished no exactly that's all that's all we want we want him to lose we never wanted him to win in the first place and we're in the worst possible timeline here the um what I I've heard people talk about like the that um Dream and Champa have been working house shows together. Apparently, they're being fantastic. Uh, they're fantastic together. Apparently, their matches are really, really good. I think we're going to be in a treat, uh, in for a treat. I think this, like I said, since this is the one that has the least amount of buildup to it between everything else that's on the card, um, I think this one might, and it's odd to say that it might catch us by surprise because, God damn it, excuse me, being it's it's uh it's velveteen dream and tommaso champa we shouldn't be any expecting anything less than something fantastic no definitely not you you look at these you look at these two talents it's exactly who we want to see in an in an nxt main event picture and i unfortunately warren i've been so busy with this that and the other thing i haven't gotten a chance to do my review shows but something I would want to include if I was doing a review show is that the NXT champion not appearing on that go-home show for a takeover, it does hurt sometimes. It can hurt some stories. But if you think about the two men in these stories, I really think that we're going to get our fair share above and beyond storytelling yeah. in the ring. 
That's exactly. And I feel like that's going to make up for this lack of gravitas that you're talking about. But I honestly could not agree with you more. It's a point I've kind of wanted to drive home. The champion should be featured on that last show. I know it's war games. We have to get the emphasis of that important cage match over, but you can't forget about your champion. No. This shouldn't feel like a. Oh. We lost Danny. Oh, yeah. Wait a second. He's Where back. There he is. There you go. Okay. There I am. Whoa. What happened? Did okay. you drop your phone down the toilet? No, my uh, my, my phone received the call. I am not sitting on the toilet, unfortunately. You might hear some extra noises besides my opinion if I, if I were to be uh, doing the show live from the facilities. <laughs> this entire time, Dan's in his bathroom. All right. That was random. <laughs> I know that's fine. You, you never see it. Ha you never. You never know. I wasn't wearing pants. <laughs> hey, for, the I'm wearing pants. for the record, I'm wearing pants. Who wears pants? Okay, okay. Who who wears pants? I'm pants. <laughs> who needs pants? Who needs pants? What is? Though T3 need some creative pants. Getting back to our important part. <laughs> yes, That's yes. where the psychological advantage is coming. That's where a big chunk of the storytelling for this match is going to get told in the ring. Two of these guys, they're going to put each other through hell on these house shows just to see what clicks. I have no denying that their chemistry is going to be good. They're two of the biggest talents that we've wanted to see in the NXT main event picture. I think it's going to deliver, and uh, it, it just sucks that the champion isn't featured on that special go-home show. For sure. It's just, it, it's it's not right in, it's, my, in it, my home. It's a little weird, and if it's any consolation, they did it to AOP as well on Monday. Your tag team champions weren't on the Survivor Series Go Ho Show either. AOP not appearing on main roster TV is something I'm unfortunately used to, and I'm going to give you a fellow thumbs down there also. But but they've been showing up more. That's okay. So who who do you got, Danny, on this one? Who do you think is winning? Who do Chompa I got? Well, Dream? I like to, I like to occasionally give my heart and my head predictions. My heart is with the Velveteen Dream. Fortunate enough to see him get his first takeover victory over Cassius Ono in, Phil uh, in Philadelphia. So, I mean, being, being along with this ride, watching him rise from Patrick Clark, seeing that effort, despite the fact that the dream has no memory of it, you could tell the man was passionate when he was working in Tough Enough. He's the only man who went out of his way to really personify that true wrestling obsession. And uh, I, I know how hard he's working. I know what this character means to the NXT universe. I just don't see this NXT title saga with Tommaso Ciampa end unless it's the aforementioned Johnny Gargano. Mm. And with that being said, I'm going to bring up our words of the evening in nefarious means. He's not going to do it fairly, but Tommaso Ciampa is walking out of Hollywood with that NXT title still around his shoulder. I have... I have nothing else to add. That's exactly what's going to happen. No, I do have something else to add. Really? It, it is true. That's what that's what's going to happen. I mean, I'd even go as far as to say that, uh, like, this is only going to be his second pay per view defense of the title. I don't see him losing it. Uh, uh, Champa retains. What do you think, Lil Hayes, the Velveteen Dream, who is awesome, or Tommaso Champa, who is awful? I still. I think Champa's gonna win, but I at least hope that he's gonna he's gonna get out he's gonna get out of that he's gonna get out of the arena and just and just tell himself like 
Take your time. I'm sorry, I'm just gonna say no. There's, no, there's nothing to be sorry stream. about. I've never been on a stream before. The rage for Tommaso Ciampa is real. Yes. Yes, yes. yes. Her if rage. You he, if you hope he gets hit by a rental car on his way out of the parking lot, you express that opinion, little haste. I, I hope he at least gets out of there with a bleeding nose. Oh, uh, there you go. <laughs> with Good a stuff. bleeding nose. Kind of like Becky. Yeah, but less blood. <laughs> and, and more less, painful. Yes. Less carelessness on the other ends of what caused her blood. But this isn't a, uh, this isn't a WWE SmackDown podcast. <laughs> All right. We got one yeah, more match. We have one more match, Dan. But it hasn't been an hour yet. Yeah, we're getting there. We're getting up on the hour. Uh, we got one more match, and it's a doozy. It's a big one. Oh the God. War Games match. Oh yes. Ricochet, oh. Pete Dunne, and the War Machine, War Raiders. Yeah. I'm still not used to calling them War Raiders. Up against the boys, yep. the lads, the yes, dude crew. Yeah, <laughs> boys. Oh, Dan, lead us into this one. I'm sweating already just thinking about what's going to happen. Well, I'm, I'm sure a lot of this is going to come up, and I want to make this point now. My podcast name is inspired by the first ever NXT champion in Seth Rollins. It is not inspired by the dudes in the Undisputed Era. I don't uh, believe you. Don't believe me. It's 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 fine. I, I've had, I, this isn't the first time. I've, this I've, is uh, damage control. That's what you're doing, Dan. No. Damage control. That, if you recall, the sold-out nickname of Seth Rollins being the Undisputed future but let's jump into this matchup with the era the era was not dominant in last year's war games matchup but they did walk out with the victory bobby fish and kyle o'reilly getting the chance to display their tag team chemistry in that matchup adam cole getting a chance to shine and even roderick strong despite not being on their team yet was also involved in the first war games match teaming with the Strangely aforementioned, didn't think I'd be able to say aforementioned on this show, but the Authors of Pain. We got to talk about them for a couple seconds there. The Authors of Pain teaming with Roderick Strong, unexpected to say the least, but Roderick Strong able to deliver. That's why I'm really leaning towards Undisputed Era in this mm -hmm. matchup. They've been through it before. But, and there's always a but, we have the War Raiders, for crying out loud, war is in their name. If these guys aren't going in there with a full head of steam, why bother calling themselves anything with the word war in it, Warren? Yeah, war, war-ren, war-ren. <laughs> yes, clever. Uh, I believe I'm. I'm. I'm on your side. I, I, you know, I'd like the. I'd like the undisputed era to win again, and have you know. NXT War Games be their legacy, you know. It's like they're right. they're they're the undisputed champions of uh, of uh, war, NXT War Games, which would be fun. Um, They've been war twice and walked out successfully. Right? Yeah, That's exactly. That's really awesome thing to say and really proves the stable's dominance. And and let's not go ahead. Let's not forget we're dealing with an actual team here. That's what I was Pete going to say. Yeah, Pete Dunne and Ricochet tension. I'm sure you're going to touch on it, so I'm going to let you cover. And uh, in the off chance that you don't say exactly what was about to come out of my mouth, I'll uh, <laughs> I'll capitalize on it. But there's a lot of tension on Team War Raiders right now. We saw that as recently in the qualifying match for who was going to fight Kyle O'Reilly. Exactly. They were all arguing with, well, at least Pete Dunne and, and Ricochet were arguing with each other. They have, they, I mean, they're fresh off their matches. They're still 
that situation that isn't entirely resolved, apparently. But me on top of all of that, what I think is fantastic is that is that despite the fact that the war machine is there, that you have Pete Dunne who is no slouch himself, the Undisputed Era, they're smaller. They're, you know, they, they have the perception of being more, a little more cowardly, a little more, uh, a little more, uh, um, what's the word? There's, I'm no for? Wily. There's no way to run in a steel cage. There you go. And they, you know, they, they, being who they are, you know, you can, you can set them aside very quickly and be like, well, you know, these guys are going to lose because look at the monsters that, that are in the ring against them. I personally feel like they're going to, like they're going to come out on top. I think people are going to do some crazy stuff. I would have used another word, but little haze is here. Yes. Um, I'm fully expecting Ricochet to fly off of everything. I'm, and I think honestly, this is his, this is his moment. It, it's his spotlight to take. There you go. It's his spotlight to take from everyone else in this match. Ricochet has everything to gain to really boost his uh, his profile in NXT. Absolutely. And uh, this, this is going to feel like a very dangerous situation for some, but Ricochet, it can feel like a playground. The aerial master, I feel, is going to fit right at home. He's going to jump off that cage. He's going to jump from... Several angles from that cage. I am most <laughs> certain about that. We had an MVP in last year's War Raiders match in my humble in, in War Games match, and uh, it's all going to tie together with the War Games with the War Raiders. I swear. In Killian Dane, mm-hmm. Killian Dane was the MVP of last year's War Games match. In my fantastic, opinion. Big Man was delivering on the power stuff, on the speed stuff, throwing everybody around. Killian Dane was excellent in that match, and we've seen shades of that same athleticism with Harry Hansen and Reckless Row. Mm-hmm. We've seen those two guys be able to do some incredible stuff for two big men. And I really feel like as well as Ricochet, those guys are going to get a real chance to shine on their own in delivering the unexpected. And uh, Pete Dunn is going to be able to use every single rung of those, uh, every single space in the cage to uh, break some fingers. And I feel like uh, a lot of people are losing digits this weekend. How do you how 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 bad do you think uh, Hanson wants to moonsault off the cage? How bad do you I think he think, wants it? I think he's I think he's going to have to push as hard with his legs to get that strength to launch himself, as well as he's going to have to really push the NXT brass in order to uh, to let him do stuff. Because that's a lot of mass that's coming a lot at a of lot guy of from a high distance, and uh, I'm not sure. If anybody out there is taking physics, but math aside, <laughs> it ends very badly for the dudes at the bottom. That'd be I, I for some reason I I I feel like it's it's going to happen. It's going to be a beautiful mess. It's going to be a, a thrill. What do you think the advantage is? They won the advantage. There was a match to win an advantage. What's the advantage? Winning the advantage. The advantage is that the war games matchup. There's no. There's no decisions made until all team members have entered. Right. So having that extra man to soften up your opponents is going to be very, very key. 
Now, if the Undisputed Era are thinking how I like to think the NXT Tag Team Champions are thinking, they are going to send the original combination of that NXT Tag Team Championship into the ring first. With Kyle O'Reilly starting the match, Bobby Fish able to come in at a reinforcement role. That way, he's right in the middle. He's not the sole focus. And uh, I know he's coming off an injury. I know it's bad probably to have him in this match this early. But if he's able to match his chemistry with Kyle O'Reilly on, unfortunately, who draws first for Team War Raiders, I really feel like it can it can up the damage done on the other side of the Undisputed Era. So what you're saying is the advantage would be an extra man to start? Is that what I'm understanding? It's, it's, an, it's an earlier man. Okay. It's uh, it's it's an earlier man. Two men are going to start. Let's say it's Kyle O'Reilly and uh, the aforementioned Hanson. Kyle O'Reilly and Hanson start the matchup, but the next man released from his cage or pod sitting on the uh, sitting on the entrance ramp there. I don't know how they're going to do it this time around, but let's assume it's a cage again. They get the man locked out of their cage first, and that means a handicap match for that time period, and okay. that's going to spell bad. That might spell some bad news, especially for a smaller superstar like a Pete Dunne or a Ricochet, whose limbs are probably more accessible to damage, like the attack that Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish are so used to. We know the submission style is coming out. We know they're going to try and take out the legs of Ricochet to prevent him from climbing that cage, but we all know it's still going to happen, and uh, it's going to be a beautiful, colorful chaos. It's going to be wonderful. I can't wait to see it. So you have Undisputed Era coming out on top. I have Undisputed Era. Kind of got to go with uh, what's similar to my namesake here. I can't. I, I tried doing it. I have no coordination. I have no idea right what hand. to do. Right hand makes right hand makes a W. Uh, uh, Left hand knocks out. What's a and W? Then you turn w sideways. Is that is that a what's a W? W. You, There's you no cross, W in undisputed. What are you talking about? I know. Crush your, crush your middle and ring finger. You do it for me. Middle and ring finger with your right hand. Turn it over to your left. Yeah, like that. That's it. Not the make other. Make your way. left hand make a rock out symbol, but put your thumb away. But put it in front of the W. What? Yeah. Boo! That's how you do it. Little Haze, baby! Who do you have, Little Haze, coming out on top of the War Games match? You're, I know you're excited for this one because you liked the War Games so much last year. I also think that the Undisputed Era is going to come on top, but I think that the other team with the... the War Raiders is also is gonna have like they're gonna be a pretty pretty good opponent like they're gonna be it's gonna be one heck of a match yeah for sure it's big meaty men slapping around other meaty men <laughs> it's gonna be a big meat meaty man slappy match <laughs> what difference do you think is going to create in this war and i know you i know we went on about the numbers advantage what about the difference in the number of teams this time around if yeah actually last year's match we did have three men of three as opposed to this eight on eight scenario where down a man minus a team but the amount of talent is still 100%. And uh, it's, it's pretty great that NXT was able to deliver that. But I, I'm very interested in the change of format. I, I'm interested in it as well. And it doesn't it doesn't bother me as much as other people are. You know, the, you know, oh, it's not really a war games anymore. It was barely war games last year. Now it's, 
tag team cage match and let's find anything to complain about even if it's nxt for sure i for myself it doesn't really bother me but i really would have liked three teams and i had my all my booking all set up you would have got undisputed air on one side you would have ricochet and and war raiders on the other side and you would have right. had the british strong style on the other okay. side that, right. would so have been, that would have been my war games right there i would have a flipped out. That's I'm, and it's it's definitely there. The bad blood with Mustache Mountain and the Undisputed Era. I really don't think that's it's it's just going to go away. No, 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 absolutely, absolutely. The bad blood is going to stay, but you know, I just would have the way that everything was being booked this summer. You know, with Ricochet being at odds with Adam Cole and and with Pete Dunne and Pete Dunne. You know that triangle, the like the three figureheads. Going between yeah, exactly. Raiders, Mustache Mountain wanted to get their titles back. Get the titles back, Raiders. and then the War Raiders were around. I really feel that's where we were going. Then at some point, EC3 got involved. And I was like, oh, what's this monkey wrench? But no. That was brief. That was that was, that was was brief. And uh, I sadly feel like brief is, is describing the victories of EC3 lately yes. on NXT television. A man who is not mentioned once again for this takeover weekend's boat. Uh, He'll probably show up on Main soon. What did you want to say? So it was disappointing. That that there's no three teams? Yeah, I was a little disappointed, but it's still going to be fantastic because... It does take away that classic vibe of a War Raiders match. I'm a WCW faithful myself, so uh, I'm I'm definitely used to the classic formats. Yeah, but it'll still be fantastic anyway. It is what it is. It's it's still going to be beautiful chaos. It's going to be a very colorful match. We're going to see some incredible stuff. And... uh, I, that, that is undisputed. <laughs> Dan, let's wrap this one up. We went through the matches. It's. I think we're we're both in agreement. This is going to be a fun card. I think it's going to be a fun card and a fun night for the heels. Yeah, a fun night for the heels as well. I think we're, you know, the road to WrestleMania is on the way. It 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 trickles down into NXT as well. You know, we're, we're, we're the the big stuff is on its way. We're getting a uh, we're gonna get a clearer picture of how things are 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 are. Uh, we're gonna get a clearer picture on where we're heading as we get closer and closer to April. Danny, see Danny Mac, undisputed CD. future era, uh, uh, undisputed future this. podcast. Why don't you tell everyone where they can find you? You can find me at CD Danny Mac at. Twitter and uh, the name that's there on my nameplate is my personal one. Feel free to follow that. But at podcast underscore UF is the official Twitter of the show. Be sure to follow me. I do live tweet Raw and SmackDown and, of course, spoiler-free zone of NXT. I don't watch or read about the tapings ahead of time. Every weekly content you're getting is a fresh reaction to me. I don't look into the future despite what my name might suggest I am 100% there with you guys watching NXT as live as it possibly can. I'm going to try to adjust my current work schedule. Warren, this is a monumental show for me because I'm able to adjust with this whole commuting craziness to my job and being able to jump back behind the microphone and deliver some NXT talk. So I'm definitely going to try and get on a more consistent schedule. Like I mentioned, did not get the chance to properly build myself for war games. But the road is still coming up until the takeover before WrestleMania, where we will hopefully see that Johnny Gargano captured the championship. 
But all my other social media, I do have a Facebook page, Undisputed Future Podcast. Go ahead and give that a like, despite how outdated some of my posts may be. <laughs> At Undisputed Future Podcast, all one word, you will find the Instagram, and you will see pictures of some wrestling memes I might find interesting. You'll see some pictures of the Velveteen Dog, also known as Colin, who is my Shiba Inu mix, who also Jim Cornette knows about. So uh, the Korean dog meat trade is very bad. There's a rescue organization. If you want any more information on that, you can also feel free to hit me up and reach out to me any way possible. I am available for listening on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, CastBox.fm, which I didn't know I was on until you, my friend, fortunately pointed that out to me. And uh, I know I'm available on some of the Alexa podcast apps as well. And just any way you want to listen to the show, any way you could possibly support me, I would appreciate it. And uh, thank you guys for listening to this. I, I had a blast. I don't get a chance to do much video content. I've never done a live show. So if you're sitting there in the chat room, uh, special shout out to you guys. I've never done this for an audience before. So you're out there making history for the Undisputed Future podcast. There you go. We always do. We always do history here on the morning hey show <laughs> and uh, Lil Hayes thank you where can we find you uh, at school on Mondays thank you very uh-huh. much Thanksgiving weekend coming up morning, soon though. So. Well, American, American Thanksgiving weekend's coming up soon Never that's mind. true that's true you guys are gonna have some some nice some, some nice time off uh, Danny thank you very much for joining me and you guys know where to find me uh, tinyurl.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes or youtube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes now that also works. Or follow me on Twitter at Mr. Warren Hayes. And guys, if you're watching this live, thank you very much for joining us in the chat. That was a lot of fun. And also, don't forget, if you're watching this live tomorrow morning, Saturday, on the 15th, uh, the 17th, the debut of the Kings of Chat Style, my new podcast project with Wilfred Watches. Two hosts, two guests, two topics, debates, discussions, all wrestling related. It's going to be a lot of fun. Danny, thanks again so much for joining us. Thank you, everyone, for coming out here and joining uh, joining our, our prediction show tonight. And we'll see you next time.